We're speaking now with Asia Williams, and she is our new county commissioner for, is it District 2, Asia? Yes. Yeah. Well, Asia, thank you for taking time to be with us. And I want to start out with basically an introduction. You know, although you went through a campaign and a lot of folks got to know you through the campaign, we also have listeners that I know don't engage in politics necessarily, and you're representing them as well. So why don't you tell us about yourself and your background? Okay. I live in Blanchard, Idaho. I moved to enjoy the nature that is uh, crucial to Bonner County. And I have a background in risk management, quality improvement. I have a business degree. I have a nursing license. And my purpose for running was to help improve the overall function of Bonner County government, increase transparency, ensure that we're maintaining the values that people have lived here and enjoyed forever and for those of us who moved here have moved to enjoy. How long have you lived here? Over 10 years. Okay. Um, well, since the election, you know, you were elected in November and you took office just last month. Uh, you had that period of time to get ready for what's a new role for you serving in a county government. Uh, what were some of the things you did to get ready? I focused on continuing to stay engaged with what issues and concerns the people had so that I could make sure that I was putting the interest of the people as a priority. I participated as, with, with as much education and training that was available through the Idaho Association of Counties. I attended the annual conference as well as the midwinter conference. I developed connections with various commissioners throughout the state of Idaho and really focused on building the platform for which I wanted to represent the people on, which has a foundation of transparency, inclus inclusion of the community. And one of the ways that I do that is through workshops. Uh, we just had a workshop on our comp plan because that was a big issue for our community is being able to have their voice heard in our comprehensive plan. I was very pleased with not just the outcome, uh, given all of the obstacles we had with that day, but the amount of people that actually came to do the work of participating with the comp plan, even to the point where I have to say, Merlin Glass of Dover City came up and helped with the presentation while I had to bounce back and forth to do county business. And the overwhelming response from that workshop was for the first time feeling included in the process of local government. We're actually going to have the commissioner workshop today which the prior workshop will kind of create that foundation for resetting the idea that it's the commissioner comp plan and putting it in the hands of the people. And in that same supportive vein, I'm working throughout different areas that have interests in engagement with commissioners. And so on March 2nd, I'll be visiting with the Old Town area so that they can address issues and concerns specific to their region. I'm making a focus of elevating that voice so that there's ownership in what it is that we're doing because I feel strongly that I can't say that I'm representing if I don't actually listen, which is not the same as hearing. Hearing is very passive. Listening means I use that information in the adjudication of a decision that's made. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the old saying is you hear but you don't listen. Yes. Uh, or you see but you don't observe, right? Mm -hmm. So, well, what kind of concerns are you, are you hearing? Um, so far, I know it's, you're new in it, and I imagine you'll bounce around to different parts of the county. Yes. Overwhelming, there is a concern of not including the community in the process of local government. 
our comp plan needs to be updated. We have a planning and zoning commission. There was a period of time when we were a single commission. The value of that from the community perspective was it limited the number of meetings you had to attend. It put the knowledge of planning and zoning in one room together because oftentimes these files have to circle through planning and zoning. The prior board hired a hearing examiner and what happened was the work for zoning actually decreased significantly where we don't even really have files for zoning. That may have helped the process of county government, but it resulted in removing the people from the process. And I am pushing our current board to review that process because the statute requires that we we don't just give it as a public comment, but that we allow meaningful comment and input in what we're doing. And we're moving in the wrong direction when we decrease the number of volunteers. We have a record number of people volunteering to be on planning and zoning with varying backgrounds. We have master gardeners with a significant focus on natural habitat that they've done on their own. We've got people that have over 20 years experience in planning as actual planners for city. Why would we not open the doors to those people to sit at the table? And my position is that if we do that, we actually serve the purpose of mitigating future issues and concerns from the public regarding our comp plan if they are part of building it. And we can't mitigate that if we don't open the doors to the public. Unfortunately, the second issue is Zoom. Uh, the board voted with a two uh, in agreement with removing Zoom. I had requested that uh, legal review just writing a disclaimer um, on Zoom regarding technical issues. The statement was made um, by Idaho Association of Counties that if there's a technical issue, it could result in you having to redo the hearing. That is a real concern, but the concern doesn't say we just get rid of it. I pushed that we actually write a disclaimer that says it's not it's not ideal, it's not the preferred method, use it at your own risk, but if you have important information, this is not a substitute for appearing in person. Why would that not work to satisfy the risk and to meet the needs of the community? This is specific for my district as well as uh, a lot of people out in the Hope area. We're not close to the standpoint. I drive an hour to get to work. Mm -hmm. We live in an area where we are very rural still. We are excluding people by that decision from in participating in what we're doing government-wise. Mm -hmm. And that's the wrong direction. I did write a disclaimer myself and submit it to legal. And I asked for a review as to whether or not that would suffice to address the concern. I also had issue with stating that we will make decisions as a county government based on the fear of being sued. That's not how we conduct business. We wouldn't be everything a county touches can lead to a lawsuit. So we have to use some critical thinking, risk management, and make a reasonable decision, but it has to include, this is the risk identified, this is what our public wants, what can we do to try to satisfy both? I feel that the board did not even take that into consideration. The statements made by the other commissioners was just fear of litigation, and I think that that is a disservice to our community. And I think we heard that when you look at the comments being put in the community over canceling of Zoom and not even being willing to wait because I, I did ask the chairman, will you consider a motion to just add a disclaimer and let's continue because we've been doing it for a while. So what is one more week? What is two more weeks? Um, unfortunately, they declined to do that. And so moving forward, things that are set will not have Zoom.
So, so, so that's significant for our community. For folks who don't use Zoom, of course, it lets you see in real time, observe the meeting. Is there a, another way to handle it? It's not just see. I want to add something. The, the What Zoom allows is that you can actually raise your hand and give a comment. And so it is when we open up that section of the agenda that says people comment, the people, wherever you are, can raise your hand and add a comment into business. We have YouTube streaming, but there is no commenting option. There is no presentation. It's just a streaming. Mm -hmm. That's not, that's a good service, but what the people are wanting is to be able to say, I have a question about that agenda and actually have it in the record on that agenda. Is there a, is there a set a time during the meeting for comments? Yes. It's all consolidated to a particular time of the meeting. It's a process. And so the way it currently sits is I've, uh, I do a District 2 Commissioner report, and that comes before public comment. Public comment then is a section where it doesn't matter what's on the agenda. If you have something that you want to say, it's a free statement in that section. Then as we go through the agenda, you hear motion, second, public comment. So every item the public could comment on. Mm -hmm. And so when you consider that issue on everything I do now moving forward, you get no comment on unless you drive to the county. That mm -hmm. doesn't balance out and I don't think it makes the community feel inclusive. Prior to being a commissioner, there would be times when I would drive to the county building for a meeting that was less than seven minutes, an hour's drive for seven minutes. That's not reasonable. Hour we, drive each way? Yes. Yeah. I live in Blanchard, yeah. so we, it's not Sandpoint, yeah. and that's not counting snow time. But consider that it's it's not, it's the language itself is not inclusive. Even if you didn't participate, the idea of not being able to, once you were able to, is actually a significant kind of branding for this board to say, we don't want you to participate mm -hmm. because we could have leaned in favor of, hey, that's a good idea. Let's see if a disclaimer would work. Why wouldn't we do that? So with Zoom, they can make comments. Um, how long has the county been employing that system? It's been over two years. COVID, it came with the COVID thing, yeah, right? Yeah, and, it, and I will say it hasn't just been the public that has used Zoom. We've had times when a commissioner was at a different location and they Zoomed in. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's not just the public that utilize it. And it's beneficial to stay connected. If you're a commissioner that's going throughout to make sure you're connecting with the community, can you always get back for a meeting? Because we didn't just use it for the Tuesday meeting. We use Zoom for planning and zoning. So consider mm -hmm. if you'd like to have a job, mm -hmm. we have a meeting on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and sometimes Friday. Mm -hmm. You're going to come to the county every single day to be involved. This is a way of including the community in what we're doing and being transparent. Mm -hmm. It's not a cost issue. And in my opinion, this is a decision that removes transparency and participation and it's closing the county doors to the people and that's not something that we should be doing. And this is a lot in not even, you know, 30 days. We're, we're just hitting 30 days today. This mm -hmm. is a lot to have done. Mm -hmm. uh, will this be taken up again, do you think? It the will question? be from my view. Yeah. I submitted a disclaimer that I think will address all the concerns. I sent it to legal yesterday, and I am expecting to follow up with them today to see if this will meet the concern of the risk related to it, I want it back on the agenda to restart Zoom because we have no reason not to if this strategy would mitigate risk. When I brought the issue up to council, they hadn't considered that as an option. I did also have issue with 
um, and the public has issue with how much we use executive session. Executive session is for narrow issues. Litigation and personnel. Correct. The, yeah. the, mm -hmm. the things that we can't release, but not just the presence of an attorney. Mm -hmm. This particular topic was placed in executive session. So if you read some of the newspapers, they comment on the fact that it was pulled forward. And I want to correct that. The issue wasn't pulled forward. What I did was I did not agree with the agenda, which is also an issue because I'm not part of setting an agenda, which I don't understand how the commissioners receive an agenda that they don't participate in agenda setting. And so what I did was I said, I do not agree with the agenda because I did not agree that the topic of Zoom belonged in executive session. There is value to the public watching the exchange of commissioners on a topic, even if it's difficult. The fear of potential litigation is not a reason to not do that in public. Our attorney general will be in our county in April, we're gonna get the date shored up. I requested that he come and educate, not just the, our county, but the community on open meeting laws, specifically executive session. It is not intended for just, let's speak how we want to. It is intended really to protect the employee, to protect our technology is one issue because you don't want to deal with uh, hackers on our system and to protect litigation. It's narrow. Mm -hmm. This, in my opinion, did not fit that. And I believe that Mr. Wilson was asked the question in the open meeting portion of uh, Zoom and his answer was it's discretionary. That's not accurate because the clear instruction from open meeting manual says when in doubt, it's open. Mm -hmm. And if it was discretionary, that means it needed to have been open. And I did ask for Mr. Wilson to clarify that for the community because... That's the county attorney. Correct, yeah. the county attorney, mm -hmm. because it can't just be... It, I'm one person, so it's hard to always interject that. And at some point, you just need it in writing. And in this one, I don't believe we appropriately used executive session. The mm -hmm. community deserved to be part of that exchange, even if during that deliberation, all they're doing is watching because it allows you to understand the perspective from which your county commissioners are bringing issues so that after the fact you can say, hey, I heard you say this. I don't really like that perspective. Can you explain it to me? Mm -hmm. So that they know when they leave that they have been represented. And I think we use it in a way similarly to what a prior commissioner stated was to more have a free conversation, but that is not what executive session is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is supposed to be restricted to some very defined topics, as you mentioned, um, in the interest of keeping government open for yes. people to participate in. Well, the Zoom question is probably going to continue. Now, this will be airing. We're talking in advance of uh, of the airtime for this. We're mm -hmm. five days ahead, actually. Um, do, you, do you expect this to be coming up again next week? We'll be you know, contemporary with the airing of this? What 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 days do the commissioners meet? We meet on Tuesdays. And so I will be getting a follow-up, hopefully by the end of this week from legal on my question. Mm -hmm. And then unfortunately, the timing to ensure that my issue will be addressed on the agenda is Tuesdays the week before. And so I don't expect it to be heard on this Tuesday, but the following Tuesday. Okay. We'll keep tabs on it for, yes. Yes. <laughs> for our listeners here. Well, let's circle back to the, one of the big issues that you knew coming in and it has you know already developed that way is, is planning and zoning and the comp plan. Uh, so one thing that the commissioners did last year, the old commission, we have two new commissioners now, so we can say we have a new commission. Yeah. Um, 
was they split planning and zoning up into two pieces, two uh, um, bodies to work one on zoning and the other on planning issues. Um, how's that working out? Do you, do you think that's an efficient way to do it? And I guess a second question would be to, if people, citizens are concerned about planning and zoning, does that kind of make mean they have two different groups that they got, organizations that they have to be at and if they want to be engaged? That, that is exactly right. So we used to do planning and zoning as one on Thursdays. We had a lot of files. There were a lot of people requesting zone changes, for example. And so the prior board made the decision to split up the two. And so you have two different dates, you have two different boards, you have two different things you need to follow. The other thing that you lost was oh, there are a lot of people that have a lot of history in Bonner County. They know the land from a lot of different perspectives. And so some of those persons did not want to participate with that divide. What we did on top of that was we had a hearing examiner position open up so that it actually removed a lot of what the zoning commission did. And so from an idea of process, that may or may not be the right process. But the result is that where is the community involvement in zoning? We don't have community involvement in the hearing examiner because we removed that. And so we, the, our statute allows three, no greater than 12, but we don't, we're not utilizing our community as part of our planning and zoning. There are concerns from members of the community regarding the diversity of backgrounds of people on planning and zoning. When we had this come up on our Tuesday meeting, there was a question about, you know, moving someone that was on zoning over to planning because there's just no work to do. And the community question came up of, they all have the same background. They have knowledge in different areas, but are we selecting people within our community that have varying backgrounds? And I asked the uh, director of planning, what is the background? Do we have diversity? Not just in their trades or their business, but also area. The title doesn't require that you look at people from varying parts of our county, but in order to ensure that our comp plan is best serving our community, we do need to make sure that we're pulling people in from the varying districts. That's why commissioners have to come from a district. And so for me in District 2, I'm in Southwest Bonner County. I want to know that Southwest Bonner County is represented on planning and zoning to ensure that the issues that impact that community are represented. When we don't know that answer, but we decide to start adding people on, that's a disservice to the public. We need to know that we're accurately representing and some of the common thread seems to be we're looking more at a process versus making sure the people aren't just the public comment that we can check off and say we received it, but that we addressed the issue of the need of the people to be involved. We are fortunate in Bonner County that our people actually want to be involved. We just seem to keep closing doors on their involvement. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, in the process of updating the comp plan, which the county is in right now, is is there a, a schedule? There is no schedule. <laughs> um, there There is a concern from some that the comp plan rebuild isn't using enough uh, structure. And so when we did our workshop, the question came up of hiring a consultant to review our comp plan. And the director of planning made the comment to a community member that that was what the county desired, but there was an issue with the budget. And so therefore they made the plan to essentially have planning and zoning make the recommendations to the director 
regarding the comp plan update. I've done some research on what other counties have done. Some counties, um, everyone is struggling with comp plan because of growth and development. Um, I think that there is a value in having a background in the comp plan as well as using our community members as part of that um, comp plan. And I think we're falling short on in that area. And I think that's why comp plan will always be a hot topic in our community, which is why it needs the most visibility and the most, the biggest welcome mat belongs at planning and zoning because it is the most litigious section. It's the most visible section that we have. And it is a section that the people want access to. And I think that, that that's a huge priority for me to make sure I'm doing what I can do to open that door of transparency and inclusion in the development of that plan. Mm -hmm. So you come into office, of course, you have a set of goals and philosophies that you want to um, pursue. What happens if you get a bunch of feedback, because you're inviting feedback from the community now, uh, what happens if you get a bunch of feedback that kind of, you know, might be a different direction than you would like to go personally? How, how, do you, how are you going to resolve that? So it is not my, I don't come in with a goal in that way. My goal is to increase communication. So you can't derail me from saying, please and thank you, thank you for your comment, you're welcome at the county. I have a goal of risk mitigation. When I make a decision, for example, I'm not going to tell you this is my decision. I said, for example, yesterday in a hearing, this is the rule, this is the law, this is what I am supposed to do, this is how I came to that decision. That is what I think our county has been missing. If you listen to yesterday's uh, hearing on a planning request for a variance, you heard comments of, well, what could we do with this? And my answer was, that isn't the job of the commissioner. It's not for me to insert my personal opinion. And that's part of what has led to a little bit of discomfort and distrust in the board as if we're making a decision based on what we want. I'm not making a decision on what I want because there will be a time when I make a decision that I definitely don't want, but the law requires me to follow it. And we need to return to that and that it will be the consistency. I believe strongly that our community can accept the difficult answer of, this is why I made the decision. This is the rule, this is the law. If you don't like the decision that was made, this is what you can do to change that. But my job is not to say because Asia wants to grow a resort on the top of my mountain in Blanchard that that's what we need to do. It is I'm supposed to follow the guidelines that are set before me. And that's why I make sure to say why I came to a decision. Mm -hmm. So I haven't been to any commission meetings for a while, uh, but understand you're getting a lot of folks. Yes. <laughs> Standing room only? Uh, more than that. I yeah. think... Uh, more than once it's been stated we might start needing to go to the fair because it is a lot of people being involved because people are being heard they're giving that voice you come up to the microphone or if you send me an email that says hey this is an issue or concern i might say i received five emails i forwarded in the month but these people are saying they have the same concern being heard has made people feel more welcome to come in to participate because they know that it's not just falling on deaf ears. It's not just a requirement to say public comment. It is actually an invitation to bring your input because even with the workshop that we put on, my response was, now we've done it, we know how to do it. We don't really need a commissioner to do this. We just need to come together as a community to get it done. Well, planning and zoning and comp plan 
uh, going to continue to be a big issue that everybody should get engaged in if they're concerned about how the county is going to develop. Um, but let's talk about a couple other things with the county. Uh, you've only been on board for a month, 30 days, you said. Uh, how do you feel the county operations are? Do you think they're efficient or have you had time to really assess that from being on the inside now? I think that there's room for improvement with everything. I think that you have definite people that want to move in the right direction, and that's that's really all you need. There's, I never say that anything's perfect because the superlative doesn't exist in business. It's always process improvement is a continuous basis. And as long as we, once you get over the new team has come into the building and everybody kind of relaxes their concerns, uh, one of my goals within the county government over the next four years is to reset the tone from this is the county employees are the permanent fixture of the county. The electeds are not the supervisor of another elected. I'm not the supervisor of somebody. I'm an elected representative. And that is um, a little bit of a tweak from how we have operated as a board. And so one of the things that my mission is within the county government is essentially to restore the power to the position that you already hold. If you are the manager of your section, that's your job. It's not my job. You don't have to come and say, hey, can you check this off? Be the manager, own your position. That's how it should be so that as we see electeds come and go, the people in the building stay the same. The temperature of that building doesn't change with new boards. And the new boards should be coming in, whether you're, regardless of its commissioner or your treasurer or your clerk, joining the team that is already there. There has been a feeling of, in Bonner County, even when you look across the state, our county changes commissioners pretty frequently. We have commissioners in other areas where they've been there for 20 years. We don't do that. And so what can happen with that constant revolving door is the people don't have a sense of comfort in what they're doing as permanent employees, like you're always reinventing the wheel. And some of that stems from a board who acts as if they are the supervisor versus the representative of the people. One of the things I had a community question about, you know, I don't feel that we're using our vehicles correctly. I didn't tell a risk manager to do something. I reviewed the question. I reviewed the policy. I reviewed the procedure. I reviewed the laws that pertain to ensuring our mitigation of our general liability of our workers' comp. And I gave a list of questions. Can you review this? And the person emailed back and said, uh, do I have to do that? Nope, I'm not your supervisor. However, it doesn't stop because I'm not your supervisor. What it does is then I escalate it to your supervisor of, I've identified these issues and concerns. I think they should be addressed. Thankfully, our risk manager is fantastic. He addressed all of the issues and we gave a report out. That's a way in which that person feels empowered in their position. And it's not the commissioner told me to do something. It should be that the commissioner had my back and audited a complaint that came in and we developed and improved a process that both empowered the employee and answered the community's request for information on how we use company vehicles. That's how I want to run as a commissioner because my job isn't to tell people, it's to help people be the best they can be in their respective roles, not to take control. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we certainly have county employees that have seen many sets of commissioners come through. Yes. And the knowledge, the institutional knowledge that our county employees hold is really important to efficient operations. So, um, you know, it's good to hear that you're, yeah, you're giving them some authority to do some things there. Uh, one 
area that touches us all is roads and that's a big role that the county plays is our county roads any chance yet this early on to to assess how you think the um, the uh, roads are being handled so Jason Topp is the director of Road and Bridges. He does a really good job. He's really good at responding. Uh, when I meet with Old Town, that's actually one of their issues and concerns regarding their roads. And he, in advance of even uh, me saying, hey, this is gonna be their issue, he's been working on uh, that specific issue for that uh, group of people and will be able to hopefully give a good report when we get to March. So I think it's a difference of how do we communicate information about it? And sometimes it's that people don't know what road and bridge responsibility is to a particular road. And sometimes it's just passing that information along to Jason so that he can give the answer that will help people understand what the responsibilities are. And that has been happening. And he's been very good. I'll send an email saying, have a concern about this road. What are we doing? And he'll give you a direct response mm -hmm. back. I think it's just the difference of opening up the communication and yes you can filter it through me but we have a road and bridge director start asking and they they've been very responsive um, to the community inquiries about roads roads are difficult we live in an area where we have a lot of dirt roads we have areas where I, in Blanchard we've grown quite a bit with a lot of new people and it's interesting to hear the number of people that say who plows the road yeah that's your road you plow the road <laughs> and right. so sometimes it's educating people yeah. on what the county's role in roads depending on where you are and sometimes it's just a misunderstanding of oh yeah. i thought that that was the county and that's really the city's responsibility mm -hmm. so or the neighbors yes or the neighbor or the neighbors yeah. or yeah we live in blanchard county's not driving down here every 30 minutes to mm -hmm. plow you know that road mm -hmm. that's what it means to live rurally so well, i'll say the county roads and our i'm in the west part of, of the county and, they're doing a great job yeah. in the winter. You really appreciate those guys yeah. uh, getting up at all hours to do the to do the snow plowing. Well, we got a few more minutes here. What do you see as some of the bigger issues that are going to come up the next few months? I think Zoom is going to be a very big issue. Uh, I'm not certain that the uh, community will get re-entered into Zoom as fast as we would like them to when you consider how much business happens every day. I think transparency will continue to be um, a hot button. I'm very much a what you do in the light should stay in the light. And I've uh, helped with a redraft of a policy regarding essentially kind of how the board behaves. So we, it's, it's a big role. Having liaisons is not a bad idea, but if you're road and bridge and you talk to me only, and I don't tell the board in this business meeting what we're doing, then we've siloed the pertinent information that in a way, for example, using Road and Bridge, if the commissioners aren't reporting out and using that kind of as their report card to the people, then you don't know what Road and Bridge is doing. And so one of the things that I noted on this policy update that we keep kicking back and forth is, we don't, as people, give up our sovereignty because we need local government. And so in order to do that, we must do things more openly. And so if we want to have a process by which one person reports to me in terms of communication for the purpose of not having serial meetings, which would be an open meeting violation, then I should then take that information and report it out to the community and the board as a whole. That has been a sticking point because that's not how we have operated as a county 
commission. But that is, in my opinion, the most transparent way of keeping the community involved and the board as a whole. Because if I don't know you're working on something, it doesn't mean I'm not going to ask Road and Bridge a question. And we could accidentally have that common discussion. And the question I ask is, why wouldn't we? We are a board, not individual. And I think it's hard for people to pull away from that idea that it is a single commission. This is a board and we should act as a unit. And the best way to act as a unit is the most transparent possible way of providing information to each other and the public. Mm -hmm. That is um, in a uh, policy update and on two occasions, even though it's been through legal approval, um, the board members uh, have knocked it down instead of approving it. So I'm going to request a workshop when I go back to say, fine, workshop the uh, request because we need to have transparency amongst ourselves because people naturally will do the, let's, that's how it's always done. And always done is not an answer for let's continue to do it or that it's the best way to do it. And I don't know what some areas are doing because people have chosen that I'm over these things. And then if the county agrees to follow that paradigm, then by default, who do I speak to? And so I am missing information that might be pertinent to members of the community that I can't communicate. So it again knocks the community out of being involved in what we're doing. Mm -hmm. That is going to be a difficult one because people like ownership and they like to hold on to it. And that's that's a silo of information that is discouraged in business. We may not be a profit business, but it should run seamlessly. We should have a lean approach to our business process because this is taxpayer money we're spending. It's taxpayer time. And it is the brand of Bonner County that I am trying to rebuild into a trusted brand by the people that I represent. Well, Asia William, you are our County Commissioner for District 2, new in office. Um, how do folks get a hold of you if they want to make a comment or let you know something? You can email me at asia.williams at bonnercountyid.gov. You can also reach me at the office line 208-265-1438. And you can also call me on the county cell number of 208-946-3738. If you have a specific question, sometimes it's easy to communicate it. Put all three board members on an email. That way it's transparent. Um, and then when I communicate it out, it's we, we've already known about this issue. If you send me an email, I do my best to make sure that I let you know that I've received it in the process. And I also, if it's a phone call, if you ask me a question, I give you a date of when I'm going to follow up or to check to make sure your answer was uh, given to you if I had to forward it on to someone else. Mm -hmm. And folks can go to the county website at bonnercountyid.gov to get your uh, information if, if they didn't catch that. Uh, and as well, they can see the, the meetings in progress actually live, at least by YouTube at this point. Even Correct. If the Zoom part's been taken away. And, of course, the meetings are every Tuesday, as you said. Yes, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Well, Asia Williams, thanks again for coming in to talk with us. Thank you.